Remember when Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Tuesdays were black, gold, and occasionally super? Yes. And remember when Saturdays were once taken over and not housing PLEs? Right. And that is our segue into our new sub-series, I guess, which we'll call the Good Gold Days, taking a look back at the good NXT pre-2.0, pre-whatever you want to call it now, um, the better days, the days where we liked it and talked about it on the podcast way back when. Yeah, so NXT Black and Gold, the Good Gold Days, Yes, which was your idea and I liked it, so... Mm-hmm. Lots of new ideas. I got that today. idea because I remember once someone like posted on Instagram about um, Undisputed Era, and yeah. I coined that term on that. I just commented that, and then I remembered when we it came works. up with this idea. So yeah. So, so tell the listeners where we're what our starting point is and why. Um, yeah. So obviously, I think our main goal is just to, I want I want to rewatch mainly like probably 2017 to 2021, the end of um, that. But I figured why not encompass all of it why not go back several years from that point yeah (laughs) like three three extra years pretty much that's fine um but yeah so we're gonna start with nxt arrival which is i want to say like february 2014 ish february 27th 2014 i did some research while you were at work today okay so yeah it's basically like a month shy of another year and um so we're gonna start with that because that's like the first. I feel like that's kind of the main starting point for it because, I well, know, it's the start of the network and that's kind is. of when I was gonna say, NXT started getting good, right? The network launched uh, three days before NXT. Right, arrival. this is the first. The first live professional wrestling the event streamed first online. PLE, correct. When they ceased to be pay per views. But the weird thing is, when I was going back and looking, so this is technically episode two ten of NXT arrival is, but it's a day after what the normal day of the week it occurs on so this would you know what Friday. i mean so like nxt 2 number 209 was february 19th 2014 and then 210 was arrival on february 27th weird if that makes sense kind of when i went back and looked at the official record so that's weird i have some context to give us i went back and looked at two episodes before arrival just to give us some context it's just the matches that were taking place just to give some people an idea of what's going on at the time so nxt 208 on february 12 2014 natalia emma and bailey defeat summer ray gross sasha banks okay and alicia fox gross (laughs) interesting eh um struggling to remember the second person in this one aiden english defeats colin cassidy is that Big Cass? Yeah. It is, right? I was like, really? Yeah, wait, wait. I forgot that name. So 2014 Big Cass. Oh, there you go. Just Boom. Put him up there. Um, nice. So it's very convenient that he was sitting there. I still haven't opened it. I don't know why. CJ Parker defeated Ty Dillinger. And the Wyatt family, nice. Harper and Rowan, defeated Jason Jordan and Marcus Louis. I think I remember. You can Google him. I think he was. Um, how do you, I don't even know how you spell that. Like Lewis, L O U I S. Oh, okay. I think he started as a manager and ended up um, in ring performer. He had long hair. I think he was pretty jacked, if I remember correctly. He's bald. Oh, he's bald? Then it's you not suck. who I'm thinking of. The fir- the match that comes up is Solomon Crow versus him. I'm thinking of someone else. You know else. Solomon Crow? Yeah. I remember Solomon Sammy Crow? Sammy Callahan. Yeah forgot about solomon crow oh okay so it's not who i thought it was then clearly uh and then on episode 209 which was february 19th you had the ascension yeah connor and victor 
which is the second iteration. Victor. Right. Victor was a replacement for Kenneth Cameron, right. aka Bram, aka Latimer. Correct. Uh, they defeated. I don't remember either of these two. I assume they're jobbers. Casey Marion and Mike Labosca. Unless Sounds you, job. Unless you, and that's where you suddenly go. No, Mike Labosca is someone Sounds really jobberific to me. I think so. And Emma defeated Summer Ray and Adrian Neville defeated Tyler Breeze, which I think I'll get into context when we get to each match. And I think that's how he got this match with another match with um, what's his face I don't today? I think so. Part of my research, but oh, maybe. you did research too. I did research on the matches for specific. I did a little as well. So uh, some more background information. This takes place at Full Sail, and again, three days after the launch of the network. And this is the first. I think everything in NXT is going to be Full Sail until we get to take over Brooklyn. That's the first. Yeah takeover or anything outside of um full sale right uh so 2012 wwe had restructured right and the nxt brand went from being a reality-based competition that i i watched uh to a developmental territory for the main roster i mean that show's successful it made daniel bryan so i wa i've been watching i don't know if you've seen maven's been posting little videos lately and it was like how much money he made in wwe and so i think it was like eight hundred thousand dollars he made in four years or something and like his attitude, I did see something. His attitude's kind of cool because I generally don't like watching actual wrestlers because they're so bitter generally. Yeah. But he's kind of like, yes, I picked up a drug addiction that probably I never would have if I hadn't done to WWE. But at the end of the day, that's my personal choices still, right? And that uh, w, like wrestling offered me more than yeah. it sort of hurt me, whatever. But anyways. Um, Maybe so he's trying to keep the door open. The pre-show panel for this. Do you know who would have been on it? Because I looked this up too. I don't know if I want to know. Bret Hart, Kevin Nash, Paul Heyman, and Renee Young. Why? What does Kevin Nash have to do with anything wrestling? That's an interesting combination. Hart and Kevin Nash together, right? Why does What does Kevin Nash know about wrestling? Why would he be there? So much. <laughs> that I don't know why he'd be there. There was a dark match. Oh, that's who I'm thinking of. So, never mind. When I said Marcus, what was it? Marcus Louis, I was thinking of Sylvester Lafort. So yeah. Yeah. In the dark match, he was, defeated... There was like some French tag team, right? Were they teaming or were they just not... No, Mason Ryan defeated him. The what was that, Batista 2.0? Yeah. Remember, he was such a Vince guy. He was just... He did nothing. He did not do anything. New Nexus boy. So the Wrestling Observer reported that 200 ticket holders who had purchased tickets were not allowed in because Full Sail had oversold. Imagine how mad you would be. Oof. So it's only full sales well, only. It depends on the show, I guess. Full sales only 400 seats. So it sounds like they sold 600 tickets for a 400 seat theater. So 200 people would have been super pissed, I would think. Hmm. I wonder how that worked out. And in the infancy of the network as well, many viewers reported having technical or experiencing technical issues with specifically the feed cutting out. Yes, the, I remember there being talk about for that. Woods Tyler Breeze match match, match. right? Uh, Damn, they they missed that. And some reviewers described it as I looked, read some reviews, even said marred by technical issues. So WWE even released a statement and left the event on demand for free so that people could watch it in its entirety or watch what they missed due to technical issues or whatever. Interesting. And last point I have, I don't know what you wanted to say, but NXT really, and it shows on this, right, had only built three matches on this card ahead of the card. It's like... It's um, pretty obvious. It's like December to, to dismember. Right. Except not horrible right yeah so they built and of those when we get to those three matches i'll give context ahead of it you might have some I, as well. i've got it yeah oh beautiful okay and then if i picked up anything different i will uh add okay. to it 
Do you have anything else before we get into the actual event itself leading into it or anything like I, that? Uh, I just had the basic stuff, like all the first champions, which was... Okay, go ahead. Rollins was the first NXT champion um, from August 29, 2012. Beat Jinder Mahal, because obviously... Right. As you do. Um, in the finals of the tournament. And then uh, Paige became women's champion July 24, 2013, by beating Emma, which will come back. And then uh, British Ambition became the first tag champs on February 13, 2013. Do you remember who that is? British Ambition. I do not. It's Neville and Oliver Gray. Oh, I do remember him. I thought he was going to be okay, too, and then he disappeared. Yeah, I don't even remember what he looks like. He was a fit dude with short hair, if I remember correctly. Um, and I thought he was all right. Oliver Gray, NXT. I'm just looking at it. Let's see. Oh, yeah, he's all right. Is that my description? Apt? Yeah. Yeah. He looks like I thought he was okay. Riley. Yeah, of. that's not bad. Hey, Rye. A little bit. Yeah. I can um, see that. Yeah. And then our champs going into this are Bo Dallas for men's, Paige for women's, and Ascension for tag titles. And Ascension have the big, long kind of run going. Yeah, they're super dominant mm-hmm. and at this point. Yeah, first network show. Right. And it's weird because the network logo, like the current logo we'd have now, is on like the screens and whatever, but then all on the, all on the belts and like whatever, they still got the scratch logo. This is still in that transition period. Mm-hmm. I want to say like... I think the first pay-per-view they might have had the network logo on, like main roster. I think I I remember seeing it like SummerSlam might have been. Yeah. Because they were still in a state of change. I think this was the year where they kind of, mm-hmm. like 2002 was the year where they changed WWF to WWE. This is kind of the logo change. Get the F out. Yeah. That was watched, actually clever. I watched a whole video on that. I, yeah, I like that. It was a clever way to go. Uh, yeah, credit it, where credit is due, it, right? It was cool, yeah. And are you ready to get into the event itself? Yeah. All right, so... uh. Did you want to describe the stage just standard full sale? It's anything? just full sale. Yeah. It's pretty much which, a little screen full sale. Which I always kind of liked. Right? I do so. miss full sale. I don't know if I liked the Capital Wrestling Center better. Um, I did kind of like the look of it. Yeah. I just like... Um, the I crowds thought, at full sale were fun. It was yeah. like students and stuff. I just kind of missed that. Um, once they went to Capital, uh, they never went out. Like, right. I, I, I always didn't like that. The first NXT PLE since... Pre since pre pandemic was 2.0, like I I never liked that 2.0 and current NXT have gotten out of yeah the Capital Wrestling Center, but the 2020 2021 NXT was always there. Which I mean, the takeovers were still good. It's just you know it's nice to have the arena atmosphere. Obviously, they couldn't for a while, but once they could. It's part of the draw of doing this uh, part of NXT, right, or this whatever era is that we're the the pay per views, PLEs, whatever we're gonna get are gonna be sweet. Oh yeah. Because no, there's no duds in TakeOver world, in my mm-hmm. opinion. This isn't a TakeOver, so I know. it is exempt from that rule. It is, and I'm glad because... Yes. <laughs> we'll, it is, it's very it's very much a, a building block. Yes. We'll call it, That's a good way to put it, because yeah. I don't... It doesn't I'm count. not going to fault it too much for that, it but is it, not, it is what it is. It is not a TakeOver, technically. It is what so. it is. Yeah, it so is. it's okay. And they had the old old NXT theme for the intro, which I they really did. liked. Um, that was cool. It, not the one that I remember. I remember the one in, like, I think it was, like, 2018 or 2019... Where like I don't remember I can't remember exactly how the song was and I would I would I wouldn't <laughs> dare try to like get that across here because that would just sound horrible. <laughs> I think you but should. I think you it should. was like the one where the wrestlers keep yelling at the camera and like you know it's like really like intense. And oh yeah, you kind of know what I'm talking I about, do. right? It was like in I remember on the Speed Era, it was like that kind of era. Yeah, like EOs there. It was probably when they were champions, but it was that kind of theme. I remember that theme and maybe the one before that. I do remember the one they used here too, but it's not the one I'm most familiar with, mm-hmm. probably. 
Um, but I just remember those themes. But it was cool to see the theme here just because I couldn't tell you what the it, NXT theme I is I think now. it was like the one from the reality show even. It felt the same. I feel like it was the same one. I don't know if they used this one. I just know that they used it for this. Yep. Uh, so we get lighting effects, right? Triple H's voice comes out first asking if we're ready. I said no. Then I was I was undecided. I mean, you know. Bridge discussion is advised. The, you might be disturbed. Correct. You can decide. Then there's a spotlight on him. And he gets in the ring. Oh, he says this is NXT first, then gets in the ring. Just so you know. And talks about NXT is the next generation, and the next generation is here. So wouldn't that make it this generation? Anyways. Uh, the original <laughs> theme really did take me back. Um, and the show begins, right? And what I really like about NXT gener in general and the takeovers is they don't waste any time, right? It was what, like three minutes from lights coming on to mm -hmm. people are in the ring ready to have a match. Yeah, because they, they can't afford pyro either. No, And Tom Phillips looks so young, eh? He oh, looks like a baby. Weird. So who's on commentary here? It was him, uh, Regal, and Byron Saxon because, of course. Yeah, Byron Saxon. It's nice to hear Regal and on... Tom Phillips is good. Like, Regal's always really good. He's kind of like, he's got a nice realism to him. Yeah, and Phillips is now Tom Hanna fan, right, in Impact Wrestling. And he's I really he good. I think he was pretty solid. He's talented, man. I like, can't wait um, till we get to the Morrow days. He's my boy. He's honestly, I, I said it on here before, he's improved Impact because he's not Josh Matthews. Not only is he not Josh, Ma Josh Matthews, but he's actually good, mm -hmm. I think. Too. I'm excited to get to the Morrow days. And also... um. Nigel McGinnis. He's he was really good. I'm disappointed they let him go. Yeah. He was really good. But then um oh who's Percy Watson, he sucks. He was bad. He sucks. And then we gotta deal with Beth Phoenix again. Man, oh, I was dude. happy when she left. Are we gonna get to her when in review? Oh great. Yeah. Why would you do this? And, to us? Vic Joseph and Beth Phoenix and Barrett. And to be honest, when does um Oh, that was main roster. What? When Renee did some. No, that was main roster. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Which she all the wasn't battles. good at either. She I thought she was okay. She's great in her role currently yeah and I, before thought, that, I thought she was okay i thought it was her worst she's i like cool. her better than beth though i i hate beth i remember all the commentaries i hate i hate beth percy watson uh from nxt and they're i guess all, booker they're booker. i was just gonna say they're all better than booker um, i would take then, beth over booker a booker i also no hate on main roster because he was like 2017 rock on and then Co i remember coach replaced him on yep. raw for a while he was bad too there's yep. always like that's the issue with the two the three person teams and you always say like it's too many two and i kind of agree because there's other than AEW, I think AEW seems good, but I feel like in WWE, there's always one person I hate or I don't yep. like. Three's too many. Joey Styles did it by himself forever. Morrow and Nigel would be perfect because Morrow's all amped and then Nigel's kind of like an Excalibur Morrow. type. Yeah, Morrow was awesome. Morrow was good. Anyways, we'll get there. So the opening match of this, I think they made a really good choice to go with a couple veterans who are you're pretty much guaranteed to get a good match, right? And mm -hmm. that's Sami Zayn taking on Cesaro. So did you want to talk about... Some backstory there. What's been going on with them? Mm -hmm. I got a bunch of stuff. A um, well. couple things I wanted to know is it was weird as Zane doesn't have his infamous Worlds Apart theme yet. Uh, it, right. It's weird and I don't like it. It makes right. me uncomfortable that he doesn't come out to that. And normally when I watch WWE stuff, it's because I'm watching old stuff for WCW and they've just changed every theme. So I uh, remember you were watching something yeah, WCW and Jericho with me came recently. Out and he's, You're like, he that's a terrible out. theme. I'm like, that's not his theme. <laughs> that's not any of their themes. Yeah, I don't like this theme. It's just it's I don't know it's very at the time it's just a jank thing but I just don't like that he doesn't come out to his it's just yeah. weird and then even weirder is Cesaro coming out to the real American scene you laughed at and, that remembering that and, whole gimmick right? and doing the we the people thing it doesn't make sense it's just I don't 
I, I knew it was weird at the time, but just like thinking back on it again now, it's just it's really weird. Why was he ever in that? Right. It doesn't make sense at all. No. So it's it's, it's heel Cesaro and very very babyface Sami Zayn. Yeah, it's prime babyface Sami Zayn. I it think is. I'm glad he's back on the shtick now, but it's definitely prime. We were talking about Zayn. it watching this. It's really hard to find really really good baby faces and he is one mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. the greats in my opinion mm -hmm. uh so the feud stems from zane upsetting cesaro in zane's debut i think correct it was then cesaro won the next two matches including the famous two or three falls rubber match yep. that everyone loves uh zane right. is was obsessed with the loss because of how much praise that match got um and but he, kept he didn't win it right yeah so that would bugged him and he hasn't gotten the respect of cesaro that was yes. kind of the deal uh he kept challenging cesaro again but he declined until triple h just made the match anyways yeah which i, I kind of found funny so a couple of the storylines in this it's kind of evidence of long-term story building even if they've like strayed from it and gone back like that's from may 2013 right so this is february of 2014 so that's a good stretch of um quite a lengthy story they were talking about i think uh, mm -hmm. Did I have anything else here? So Zayn had challenged Cesaro to a rematch. Cesaro declined. And then on the February 12th episode of NXT, Cesaro denied the challenge again, but Triple H stepped in to make the rematch official. So a, kind of a long history between them, right? The story coming in is Zayn is desperate to avenge his loss in the two out of three falls and sort of earn the respect of Cesaro and whoever else, I guess. Probably um, Zeb Coulter. To start this match. So it was interesting because I did the detailed notes during matches for this, which I haven't done in a while because since we stopped in-depth reviewing NXT, right, I just sort of summarized. Mm -hmm. so It'll be weird once in, and it'll probably take a while. Had to flex a muscle, um, but I haven't. It, if we keep with it, obviously, but it'll take a while. But um, once we get to the NXT, we'll be re-reviewing. Oh, some of the ones we already did. Oh, that's um, right. They'll be overlap. in 2021, yeah. Which, that's okay. I if don't mind that. If we get to that point, yeah, we'll see I, The plan go. is to hopefully get it all, but we'll see. We'll see. So uh, here we have, I, I noted Cesaro looks humongous. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's This is jacked. like as big as I think he's been. So he overpowers Sammy right out of the lockup and then mockingly slaps Sammy on the back of the head after taking him to the ground. Sammy starts to get going, but Cesaro stops him with a drop kick. We get a series of counters after Cesaro catches a Hurricane Rana attempt, and Cesaro ends up on the floor. Sammy dives onto him. Already, a little bit early for my taste, the crowd is chanting, this is awesome. I'm not saying it doesn't get to that level, but maybe not. Like too Yeah, much sometimes they just do it too early. These crowds, too, are... Especially, like, it's the it's the young group. They got lots of energy. I don't yeah, mind it. Or maybe they're plants. You never know. Could be. Back, it wouldn't take many plants in 400, right? You plant 40, and they can... Exactly. ...influence everything. Back in the ring... Cesaro, just a powerhouse, catches a crossbody attempt, turns it into a really nice backbreaker. And then um, Cesaro's sort of beating on Sammy out on the floor, then rolling him back in to break the count, and then throwing him back out and doing it again. He does that three times, running into guardrails and other things out on the floor. Then there's some kicks by Sammy. Cesaro's trying to, I think, wrap his leg around the ring post from the floor, and Sammy sort of kicks his way out of it to shift the momentum for a little bit. Until Sammy goes for that diving DDT that looks so good. Where oh, they, through the corner? Right. He runs along the floor, dives through the corner, and hits the DDT. But I don't know how he doesn't ever hit his... And he gets through, but Cesaro drills him on the other side with an uppercut here. It looked pretty good. Cesaro then does go back to the leg and successfully wraps it around the ring post and continues to target Sammy's left knee. Like, this becomes the match, right? Is mm -hmm. it, That Cesaro is just destroying his knee and Sammy is trying to fight through it. So slow, methodical attack by Cesaro. The crowd is starting to get behind Sammy, which is exactly what they're supposed to do. And Sammy's so good at eliciting that response. Um, sudden heel kick by Sammy slows Cesaro for a second. And you just think, 
you keep thinking, okay, this is it. We've got a bit of hope for Sammy, but then Cesaro comes right back here. Keep shutting it down. And it attacks Sammy's knee again. We get two dragon screws, but Sammy's trying to fight out of the third one. Cesaro ducks an Inseguri and immediately applies a single leg crab. Uh, Zane crawls to the rope to get a rope break. Uh, we get a back elbow and a boot by Sammy. He backdrops Cesaro to the floor. This is where he uh, gets a little bit of a flurry here. Goes for a moonsault off the second uh, rope to the floor. But it again, like the, like the not split legged, but yeah, like, but he like sits of, on the top like and the, flips from I think there. it's like Arabian Press or yeah, something. Yeah, it's kind of like um, Sabu. Correct. So he gets caught again by Cesaro. He's just too strong. Yeah, I wrote his feats of strength are pretty nuts. That's crazy. And he slams Sammy hard on the ramp. Sammy barely beats the 10 count from this one. Then there's just a sudden explodey exploder, right, by Sammy. It's throwing uh, Cesaro into the turnbuckles. Yeah, I want to call it an explodey now. Explodey. And then not long after, a blue thunderbomb for a near fall. Flatliner to Koji Clutch, which I love. And it's funny. I really like that. Because just, I just saw Perazzo do it against uh, Kylan King. And I loved it then, too. So it's interesting. It's the exact same combination. Counter by Cesaro into a stretch muffler. I thought that was good. really cool. It the was really good. transition out into that. I thought that was really cool. I like that. Sammy gets to the ropes again. Sammy counters the swing on the first attempt and somehow gets like a two-count roll-up. But Cesaro quickly recovers and does swing Sammy, I don't know, eight or nine times before releasing him and hitting a running uppercut in the corner for a near fall. Then there's just a double stomp to the face, right, by Cesaro and a pinfall attempt. Another top rope Hurricane Rana attempt is caught by Cesaro. And it looks like he's going to go for an avalanche Ricola bomb, but Sammy counters that with a successful Hurricane Rana and then a Haluva kick for a pretty nice near fall. Uh, Cesaro's growing frustrated at this point, and he just flattens Sammy with more uppercuts while telling Sammy to stay down. German suplex by Sammy, another glimmer of hope, but Cesaro crushes him with a boot. Ricola bomb countered into a roll-up for two. Code red for Sammy for two. The crowd is now just appreciative of the action here as Sammy's just trying to do whatever he can to catch a pinfall here. Sudden pop-up uppercut. Sammy kicks out. The crowd loves it, but now he's on his feet and staggered. Crazy running uppercut and a yeah, neutralizer, and it is over after 23 incredible minutes. Cesaro picks up the win in this opener. Spoiler alert, this is by far the match of the night. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, after the match, Cesaro goes to leave. Remember, he is a heel here at this point, but he returns to the ring to hug Sammy and give Sammy the respect that he has been seeking. So I really like that touch as well. Sammy then also, or sorry, Cesaro leaves the ring and lets Sammy sort of have his moment, right? And um, just drinking in the crowd who are giving him a standing ovation after this match right mm -hmm. so just uh, your thoughts on the match um i thought it was pretty great for early nxt i think of course the matches in nxt get a lot better and developed and more polished once we go on but i think it would hold up decently and it would be even better if this was hosted in ladder nxt um that being said i think it was still really good 22 minutes was a solid length um an excellent opener choice um, one of the hallmarks of early nxt yes absolutely. was here in uh underdog Sami Zayn. Of course, that's a staple of the early days. Uh, they used they used it to perfection here. Um, Cesaro with the superhuman, superhuman strength and uh, smashing uppercuts contrasted really well to Sammy's resiliency and just him keep continuing to keep mm -hmm. going. Uh, leg targeting was a nice story throughout, and then Sammy's mini comebacks were well done, and the it got the crowd going a lot. Um, it's weird because um, in all of his time on main roster, Cesaro never got to look this good, and it's really not hard. You're right. It's not hard to do that. No. Uh, and... You just have to do things like this. Uh, and it's a prime example of why Sammy was and now is, again, such a great baby face. One of the rare examples, along with Gargano and D. Bry, although 
Brian, you could debate is good as good as either. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, one of those people who's actually probably better as a baby face. And there's few that we feel that way. Right. And yeah. or just even being really good as a baby face. Yep. Um, Cesaro winning is kind of a shame, but at the same time, it's it works. It gives me the same vibe as um, uh, Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream at Takeover War Games. <gasps> He shall not um, be named. Well, he'll be named eventually. True. Uh, True. And then, We're like, going to have to. Yeah. And we'll end the Patrick Clark days, too. Um, and then I like how the, the respect is earned in defeat, and it yes. gives him kind of that elevation while still. That's what I said, too. Loss, Even in yeah. a loss, he gets something. It reminded tangible. me of that later version. Yeah. Uh, these guys have great chemistry, fantastic start to the show, terrific performances from both. And the crowd is involved in this show right off the bat, which is what you want in an opener. And yeah, like you said, this is what Sami Zayn does best. He is good at being the resilient babyface and selling offense from other people. And then Cesaro's just so believable as like, like a powerhouse technician, right? So mm-hmm. he, as soon as there's a weak spot, he is capable of attacking it with a variety of cool looking stuff. And it works as a babyface, but also you can see here it definitely works as a heel. And hopefully we can get kind of that with Claudio now. Yeah. Yeah, the, he there's a, just a great dynamic in this match and great storytelling by Sammy with the selling of the knee and his few believable comeback spots and near falls. They even, like you said, they found a way for Sammy to gain something in a loss and combine that with what happens, yeah, the, after the match. And it's I do remember really, really enjoying this match when I watched the show and I feel the same way viewing this. I gave it a star rating. So out of five, I gave it four and a half stars. I don't know about you. I would... And then I went. And, I would agree with that, or I go four point two five. Okay, fair. So then I went to cage match, where they people can contribute, right? Or and I think they average it out. So three hundred votes, it got nine and a quarter out of ten. So I'm pretty close to that. They liked I'd it a bit more pretty... than us. If you double ours, right? That's yeah. the same scale. So I basically gave it a nine out of ten. Really, really good match. Um, one worth going <laughs> to see if you haven't seen it already. Then we get a bit of a laugh because. A Mojo Raleigh video package plays that I don't. I'm not really summarizing the video packages too much. They're all. I didn't write anything about them. They're all pretty standard stuff, it's right? It's like anything interesting. It's I would like have the ones it. they put on the PLEs now, except they make more sense here because then the people actually wrestle. Yes. Except like because the ones on the main roster now are they now just no longer chuck them in there for yes, no reason. People that you won't see that night, or they've already wrestled. Right. <laughs> So he's got the whole he doesn't get hyped, he stays hyped thing. Um, Which I thought he started with the Hybras, but this is long before oh, that. Oh, way before that. that and is... I actually, if we had been doing the podcast at that point, I probably would have predicted that WWE would use him because of his energy and his, I think he's like a football guy and he has a decent look. And he did make main roster, so he made it further than a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, but, but then he started painting his face weird and shouting at a mirror, so... That was an awful, awful gimmick. And then he partnered with riddick moss of all people got right. betrayed by riddick moss and so, let's not forget it was over the 24 7 title so he hung around for a while at least like he cashed some checks that's more than a lot of people will but um he, he didn't stay hyped the whole time though. no so then we get his match and he is taking on cj parker who we are now <laughs> fans of as juice robinson he's but. so much better now even like early juice robinson i think he looks so much cooler now with like the way his hair and like the beard just rock hard is way better than whatever he was doing with Finley or whatever he's doing here. Um, but my first note was, so Juice Robinson's always been weird. So, I, yeah, I always thought this this character had potential. He's it did, because... environmentalist who's, like, 
super obnoxious and yeah you just this wasn't great him. but it could have had legs uh, like the dan and brian thing did it mm-hmm. it's proven like that kind of thing can work but so like the they planets, just didn't they didn't have backing behind it the planet's going to hell and it's the wwe universe's fault sort of thing like is, the, is the what moon, he's the working moon child with. so yeah he's the moon child and juice robinson's way better but i think this could have had potential in another universe so and unfortunately, this follows that opener, right? So these two really don't have a yeah. chance because one of them doesn't know how to wrestle my, at all. My so, favorite thing was Byron said that JBL said, if you want to be a star, you go through NXT. And then he said something like, you tell me Mojo Raleigh's not going to be a star. I will tell you that. In <laughs> tell me when I'm telling lies. Right. So uh, CJ Parker is here to spread peace in a hurting world. I and like that. That's again, a good, I, that's a good like heel I, kind of thing. You could see here that he is a, a strong performer. His right? entrance dance is so weird. Yeah, yes. yeah. There's definitely signs of that. The performer that Juice Robinson is. There's definitely um, little bits of that. You see glimpses yeah. for yeah. sure, because this is almost ten years ago, right? So lots of growth since then. That's true. You laugh as Mojo's theme hits and he makes his entrance. <laughs> I made a note of. Um, and commentary just team. the intro with like his theme's different from the hype rose, but the intro is the same with the. We don't get hype. We stay hyped. That and, kind of thing. And commentary is fawning all over Mojo before the bell rings. Oh, Tell, just Robinson's real last name is Robinson. Telling you how this match is going to go. So it's a slow start here with Mojo getting a hold of Parker's arm eventually and doing the most basic of submission holds because Mojo, at this point, Mojo does not know what he's doing at all, no. I would suggest. We get a boot to a charging Mojo and a follow-up clothesline by Parker. Punches and stomps to Mojo in the corner. Honestly, I feel like this is all Mojo can take is basically the most basic corner offense. Like throw me into a corner and then just chop and kick me and punch me. Right, and that's yeah. basically all he can do. So it's just basic corner offense. Uh, <laughs> this is my note. More basic corner offense from Parker as Jack updates me on Psycho Mike winning the Smash title. We yeah. love Psycho Mike. And um, well, Bennett's had the title since before, pre-pandemic and also since we went to that Smash he's fun man because he is cool but he doesn't look like your typical indie worker because he is big and jacked mike or bennett mike but his whole gimmick is like body slamming people like he gets well like he's like he has the ability to get the crowd to go bananas when he body slams people or what was because something else he was was, it was like he was body slamming something when we first saw him remember he was all about trying to get noticed by wwe so he's looking at the hard he'd comment about hey i'm looking at the hard cam what would you describe his gimmick as like comedy indie yeah but like what would you say it is i don't know how to describe it like he's just like kind of i don't know quirky i guess i guess old school i'm not like it's one of those guys I don't think he has to work very simple, but he chooses to because it's part of his character. I, and now no, he's I like him for a lot. I, I'm happy he's for good. him, though, because they got a new champion, and he's cool. Smash is the biggest promotion in the province. Also, TDT in. won the tag titles, the right. ta- Tabernacle. Oh, the French tag team. Yeah. yeah. That looked, the, one of them looks like the third Briscoe. Remember? He looked just like a Briscoe. Oh, yeah. They, uh, I, or they, no, never mind. But I was going to say Bear County, but they don't really look... And this, just the... Uh, I don't know. Something better reminds me of Bear County. Lumberjacky. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, back to the match. <laughs> I'm avoiding Mojo taking over here. With uh, He basically hits, what, two stinger splashes. This is his offensive yes. explosion. Two stinger splashes, a rear view. No, and... no, no. Those two are one move. It's the hyperdrive, I believe. The, okay. Oh, the hyperdrive is Earthquake's finisher, right? Is that? It's, it's those in, in tandem is the hyperdrive. Oh, my mistake. I know this. Only because of 2K, where I remember, so on the main None of them are roster, good, so I don't know why you would try them in 2K. 
He, they're so I'll see. If, honestly, I one more. I kind of want to see if I can find it if it's still in the move archive. Yeah, because that would be really funny. Um, but I remember he had the one finisher on the main roster. I think it might have been when he was heel, but it was like a fireman's carry, and you would just like drop your face first, but all kind of push. It looked kind of iffy. It was better than this though, because it's essentially a rear view. So he'll hit you with the rear view like Naomi's move, and mm -hmm. then he'll run off the ropes again and do like a running earthquake splash oh yeah like devastating. Was, it's i don't i don't know how this managed to be a finisher because in 2014 let, let alone 2004 but yeah but like he and could have the fireman's make, carry so thing. it was basically we i think they just wanted to make him run because he's like the super but hype like, guy i think and you, you can't do anything, anything else, do so. a spear then honestly <laughs> yes, like take a spear i don't know so this is mercifully like in, Four minutes, right? So like an eighty or eighties or nineties finisher, like yeah, it it's was bad. Pretty basic, considering it's an earthquake splash, maybe literally. And what a contrast to the opener, right? Like yeah. just Raleigh's so limited, he couldn't take anything more than basic offense. He couldn't do anything more than base. Like I couldn't even comment on Juice Robinson because I don't think he could do anything. Not yeah. nor was he booked to in four it minutes. It feels here. like a squash match you'd see on NXT TV. So I don't. It's kind of weird that, that it, it was made here. This. Yes. Um. Really short, thankfully. I Finisher it, was brutal in a bad way. I gave it one star, and on cage match, it wasn't eligible for a rating because it's under five minutes. So sorry, what were your thoughts? I just kind of kept um, going. You loved it? Match of the okay, I'll go decade? I gave it one, I'll star. Go one star. They tried. They tried. I'll rate it. I'm um, not afraid. Poor Moonchild. <laughs> mm -hmm. I forget. They gave him, like, they were saying other nicknames, too. I think Moonchild's the main one, but there was, like, other ones, too, and it was, they were There funny. were. They rhymed off three or four that I didn't they catch. Were, they were funny, but I, I didn't get it. Yeah, so not a great follow-up to a great opener, but maybe things will pick up. Uh, we then get a package on Emma. She is the first Australian diva, most recently. Oh, the word diva in, is here so much, and it's just so weird. Most recently, Impact, and then back in WWE, right? Is she there currently? Yep. Right, but not doing anything? <laughs> no. I wow. think last she. I, think I don't think she's bad. She's not horrible. I liked her heel entrance when she did like the weird thingy where she crossed her arms. Um, Remember, I liked some of the stuff she was doing in Impact too. She's she, yeah, she's solid. Um, then she came back and had that match with Rousey because she was an open challenge. And if she had gone back to her heel gimmick pre Emelina and <laughs> and po post Emelina making her debut. Um. I would. I feel like she could have still could still be doing something. Yeah. Right. Like she could have faced. I think so. A baby face champion. Obviously, like we don't have that now. But like, I'm just saying, if maybe she got drafted to Raw, she could have faced Belair or something like that. Anyways, um, what else was I saying? Oh yeah. So she hasn't really because she's just a like she's kind of baby face. She hasn't really done anything. Yeah. I think her heel stick with Dana Brooke. I'm not saying don't bring Dana wow. Brooke back. Why are you bringing don't Dana Brooke, bring Dana Brooke back? This? I am Listen, not. That's on a separate not, podcast. We'll get to her eventually. We I'm not. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> we will. <laughs> we, we'll get to the beginning of Dana what Brooke. What happens if we go so fast on these? We catch up to. Well, no, because we're stopping once 2.0 starts. So don't <laughs> worry. You're not going to. Anyways. Could her we heel. Catch up? No, we keep doing one a week. Probably. Her, her heel gimmick that she had with Dana Brooke. Or without Dana Brooke. That was good. If she kept with that, I feel like she could be doing something right now. But she's been a face. The last thing I remember doing was her and Moss losing to then Madcap, now Riddick again. Right. Um, they lost to Cross and Scarlet. And I think I saw since returning, Cross is an 80% loss rate or something. <laughs> Don't doubt that for a second. <laughs> that makes me laugh so hard. So Emma, it's, it's awesome. Emma is the. It's all about bubbles, right? She's bubbly it's, and infectious I, they, and a clumsy. Commentary said something about how bubbly she was, and then Q literal literal bubbles. bubbles. It's like on the and nose. And she's doing like this, 
Yeah, she does her. Um, she's an awkward dancer and clumsy okay. getting into the ring, like climbing through the ropes and stuff. Is kind yeah, of what I'm, she's doing. I remember she did this. I and... thought she made it work. It was weird, but again, like she did this with Santino against, or no, it was with Kali. It was with Kali or Santino. And she something did about NXT, the crowds are more open to quirky stuff like this that won't probably work, and that'll come up with more people on this. Which maybe that's an. I would say Bo Dallas is in that crowd. Uh, Tyler Breeze is in that group. I think those had more potential because I feel like a model thing is not completely out there. I feel like they had to... Rick Martel. I know. Rick freaking Martel. He was doing that like modern era. And And that should have worked. And like all of the the selfie stick thing was really good at the time. He could have been a perennial mid-carder and that would have been way better than what he's turned out to be. And then... Again, he cashed a bunch of checks, so good for him. Who's the other one you just said? Uh... Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas could have worked. I think that one is a little weirder, but I think Bo Dallas had the potential. The Bo Leave stuff was... I love. If it. I didn't leave Bo Dallas, I would do that right now, but yep. I don't, so I won't. Fair enough. We then uh, get a package about the Ascension that's just basically clips of them absolutely destroying everybody, as they did in NXT for quite a long time. And You it, can make them look cool? What? You can. Kind of strange for me to see Khan here after watching him in Impact, and he's really... Back when they were cool or pushed. He's really, really not good. He uh, was... It's weird. I don't remember him being like... I feel like he's definitely regressed, even though he was never like a ring general. He's definitely regressed, because I thought he looked ring fine general. here. He looked fine here, like, and he, he was like a perfectly decent big man. If you limit him, right, and just give him go do a couple power spots and tag out, because Victor's, I think, a, a pretty decent worker. Victor's all right, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rick Victor. Back so in the day. they were super dominant in NXT. Then they went to main roster and did nothing. I thought it was weird. So they in were this undefeated match, forever. Mm-hmm. I thought it was weird in this match. They were like commentary were comparing them to Road Warriors. Yeah. And oh yeah, saying, that was common. But like they were, so they were saying stuff like that. And they were saying all this. They were, I don't remember. They were saying a bunch of stuff like that in a positive way, putting them over mm-hmm. like as like. But then I remember the whole thing in that segment where they got buried by. Mm-hmm the legends was the same things but now it then it got turned around as a bad thing and then ruined them yes see like it i thought the parallel was really weird they're a huge example in like how you present them right like it was all their their entrance is super cool in nxt i like their theme their theme their like just the way they were presented was completely they became a joke very quickly on i just don't like that they didn't have face paint here i thought victor's face paint evolved right as their career devolved so this match was an open challenge, so they did not know who their opponents were going to be, and neither did I, and it's... Too cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, so rid- ridiculous. Like, it's so random. Scotty Too Hottie is now has a shaved head, which is interesting. They commented, he had slightly less hair than last time we saw him, sort of thing. And they said they had been back on a raw like a retro raw yeah whatever it was, that. and that that's the last time they were That was probably the one where Ambrose had the snake on him. Yeah, so uh, again, while oh, we're watching this, I'm like, been split up I'm not looking forward to saying Grandmaster Saxay a thousand times. Saxay. You, you can uh, just turn it to Saxay. That's Sa- fine. Saxay does get the advantage early, but then he takes the time to dance and gets chopped hard by Victor. Wait, who got chopped? Uh, Saxay. Okay. So right. Connor then comes in. He dominates Saxay with three <laughs> shoulder tackles and stomps before tagging in Victor. The ring general. Victor's ground and pound on uh, Jerry Lawler's son before who, a, su- who, who's his son? <laughs> a suplex and a chin lock. <laughs> on whom? The Grandmaster Sexay. The chin locks, where I was a big fan of the chin locks on this show. This is the first of NXT several. TakeOver chin lock. So more ground and pound, back to another chin lock. Very boring. Jack is surfing the internet, is what my note says. I think, well, I think I was, yeah. You Wait, how'd you know? I think you were 
doing something on your computer. Yeah. They I lost your interest was. for a minute there. Yeah, I think it was this and probably the next one. Grandmaster, prefer that, starts to fight back. <laughs> Grandmaster whom? And he escapes the tag in Scotty Too Hottie. Scotty takes control, basic offense. I'd like if you refer to him just as Too Hottie. Basic stuff leading to a worm attempt, but Victor sort of pulls his trunks and pulls him into the rope. Right? I like that because he made him do like the whole sh song and dance thing. And then sat and there. I like yeah, that because possum. that makes him look really smart, smart yep. instead of looking really dumb because i feel like i saw the worm in the highlight package like, and oh, it's really dumb. 20 seconds for the right worm. but this is actually smart because then yeah. it puts him in a vulnerable spot and it, it gets the it's a good heel move too yep. because the crowd gets into it so i actually really like that as a little bit sudden victor sto to scotty too hotty that looked really cool too just for a simple thing quickly followed up by the fall which is followed their, man like, high low it looks good too it's like yeah it's just a low and then the up i think it's like a running up i like it it's like it's a variation of the high-low kind of thing. Like I prefer. But they do it with good intensity. I prefer so Undisputed Era's Total Elimination, but I really like this too. I like how they're like kind of like the original Total Elimination. Okay. Undisputed Era does it better. Okay, mm. I've seen that. Undisputed Era does it better. That's they gross. get a because they fish get, get fish are strong. Get a, they get a running start on it, and it just looks way better. But I like how the ascension, like you know, they're they're kind of like tensing in the corner from yeah. either side, and I like how they do it. It, it it's a cool. Little show. I may ask you to leave the expansive penthouse studio. I've decided that's what we should call it from now on because it's the exact opposite of what it is. Okay. The expansive penthouse studio. Musical recording studio, Correct. just to put it up further. Huge. That we used to record all of our musical hits yes. with music. So this one, six and a half minutes, I said two stars. The average on cage match was pretty bad. I think two on. stars is fair. I thought it was like perfectly fine, nothing outstanding, but at the very least, the Ascension were above jobbers, which is more I, than I can say for the main roster one. They actually look solid, and they picked up a win. Two things you cannot say about their time on the main roster. True. Um, they did team with Stardust, though, so lucky buggers. Um, too cool. We're fine. Uh, they didn't do a whole lot. They did mostly strikes and whatnot, but they were okay. Yeah, they were They're fine. I don't think they were bad. It's not the worst legends comeback we've ever seen. I, uh, beats Mojo versus Parker at least. I wouldn't have loved at the time that your dominant champions are having to sell even a little bit to like a reti retired comedy team. Yeah, and then kind of winning in unspectacular fashion, right? So. You're calling their finisher unspectacular? And I guess I get that this was for the nostalgia pop, right? And that's fine. Uh, but the match didn't really do anything for me. I think me. it's solid to get, like, in, considering it's the first NXT pay-per-view, I think that kind of helps it does. put into context a little. It just kind of felt like a TV match yeah. more than anything, which I guess technically but then this again, is a TV episode. It felt like a TV match other than the fact that it's too cool. You yeah. know what I mean? Because they wouldn't just come on NXT. I mean, now they might. Yeah. But, like, just back then, it feels like a TV match, but it's too cool, so you're putting it here. <laughs> right you know what i mean yep that uh, kind of thing we then get a uh, page video you had a good summary for that go ahead <laughs> my i this is the only time i put a note for a package uh my summary for this is i'm not like most girls and that's basically my it. words not hers and <laughs> this is long before nia jacks but it, it fit here that's she's a, that's the gist of it she's the anti-diva which is a a good character to come in as right so yep. um She's in the middle of a run here as NXT's first women's champion, right? Yes. And at the end of this, they cut to the crowd, and who do we and see? And we get um, Ric Flair and some daughter of his. Um, Somebody, pro probably Charlotte's younger sister or something. Remember yeah. when I was researching in it, the someone proto called Charlotte. Proto Charlotte, which I thought was very funny. I forget. <laughs> it is Proto it Charlotte. Wasn't my idea. But... It's Charlotte before everything that she's done to herself. It looks like which a completely I will, different. Which I will not comment further on. No judgment, but she looks like a completely different person. And she I has, like, darker hair. I just think, like, even just down to her facial structure. Okay, I will so only comment on that from here on out. If 10 out of 10 shocking doesn't look like themselves anymore is sunny, 
Oh, <laughs> Charlotte is. I say Charlotte's in like seven, seven and a yeah, half. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna go in the middle, but I think that's for like. So if Sunny's like ten. Okay. If Sunny's on ten, what would you say is a zero then? That they look exactly the same. Yes, from women, obviously, because like Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson is, is but a zero. like if we can go, he looks the same. If we can go women, cause comparing apples to apples here, uh, if, if you can think of anything, I'm thinking. Trying to think of a veteran that looks uh, the same. Uh, other than her hair, maybe Beth Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, Victoria did for a Mickey while. Mickey James. Too. Yes, Mickey James is a good one. Mickey James. Okay. She looks very similar. Yes. To me at least. I, don't I, I would agree with that. And then where would you put Natalia? Well, this is a bit of diversion, but I think it's fun. Because Natalia is definitely different. different. Okay, so Charlotte's a seven. Would you say like six then? Yeah, somewhere. Okay, would the middle ground? This is the last one we'll do. Middle ground. What would you say? Okay, wait. Actually, also Trish Stratus. She changed. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a little bit. I would actually. I say Trish Stratus is a good middle ground. Mm -hmm. So you're if you're doing like one in ten, your scale is Mickey James, Trish Stratus, and Tammy Sitch, Tammy Lynn Sitch. Oh, she is. Yeah, a lot different. I'm not downloading that, let me tell you. No. Then we get um, Stephanie McMahon needs to come in and get some recognition. I thought um, I did this justice. She's the greatest. Uh, she's the creator, inventor, innovator, and perennial history maker of the women's division. Yep. The she If if Liberty Rhodes is the baby dad racism, she's the woman to start wrestling. Woman to Boom. start the, the women's revolution. Woman, woman to start the women's revolution. Yep. And she, we're not even there yet, but we're, this is the year. No. That's next year. My mistake. So she, yeah, she basically comes out, brags about herself, I have <laughs> uh, and introduces the future of the Divas division, which Divas is Paige division. and Emma. She says. I think I thought it's when weird. When did Divas cause... die? Like not Divas, uh, but the division. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say technically speaking, uh, 2016, because uh, Mania 32, the first Mania I watched, that was when they ditched the Divas title in favor of the Raw Women's title, then the WWE Women's title, of course. Mm -hmm. um, so I would probably pen it as that. I always thought it's interesting because the Divas title stuck around for, obviously, from this point, another couple years, the Divas title yeah. still, was still around. But the NXT Women's title was always the Women's title, despite the Divas. So I always thought that was interesting. Weird. And I don't know if that's like a... I don't think it's a progressive thing, just like... but. Maybe Triple H did that on purpose. I don't know. I always like that just because, like, even though the Divas toes around, I always like that it's always the women's toe. Cause Me too. NXT Divas champion just sounds horrible. No, it's no good. It, um, was, it was different. I oh, I always hated this belt, too. I thought when they revealed the new belts at uh, TakeOver Orlando, I thought the new NXT title or now the old new, like the current one, but the gold version mm -hmm. of the current one, I always thought that was, like, a decent improvement over the old men's title and then i thought the women's title which is basically the same but with the silver next it's a vast improvement from the current belt here like you saw it right like it's just like your belt you're a belt nerd belts are awesome I, are. i'm still gonna get one someday we'll see um no i'm you can't stop it's me bucket list it's dude. i keep stopping myself if anything true if mark th this is a fact okay if i wasn't going to fan expo you bet your ass i would have pre-ordered that world heavyweight title the camera i would have gotten the belt already i would have done it okay I okay. would have had a belt if not for fan. Anyways, okay. this belt's like it's just the shape's kind of weird. The the belt, the side plates are like those weird ears, and just like I think there's a few rules in belts where you shouldn't have a green strap. Mm -hmm. Um, you shouldn't have pink on a belt, and you shouldn't have butterflies on a belt. Jeff Hardy belt. <laughs> you shouldn't have your own Whatever face that was. stylized in art on a belt. All right. You you shouldn't let Jeff Hardy have belts that's... ever. That's that's, that's a good rule. That would stop <laughs> it all a, in its tracks. That's a good rule. So it is Emma 
challenging page yeah. for the NXT Women's Championship. It kind of tripped me out because the beginning sound in Emma's theme is the same as her heel theme that she used um, in the when, in the gimmick I was talking about earlier. Um, but then it goes in like some other theme, and she's doing like the dance is so weird, man. I don't like it. I don't like gimmicks. Like <laughs> I don't like the get this gimmick. I just I didn't mind it. I do, I just like. I don't. I understand, like you said, the full sale crowd will accept him, but this is that kind of thing. Like I just don't. I think it lacks something, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just I. I don't. I don't love it. Um, and for the build for this one, uh, Emma want to dance off to become number one contender. Need I say more? Need you say more? No. No. Um. So did. Emma, one thing I want to note is uh, Emma with this dancing gimmick is so weird. I barely remember it. I mean, I do remember some things about it. I didn't really know. I didn't know she did this in NXT because I thought yep. she was, but I, because I know the thing she did on main roster. It was either she wanted to dance off against Summer Rae and someone. I think it was Summer Rae and Fandango, maybe. It was like her and Santino or her and Kali or something like that. Anyways, it was I Santino. Might. It was Santino. Was it? I think. Uh, you can check. I don't, it doesn't really matter. I just have she wanted to dance off. I didn't have who was in. Um, yeah. That, that, no, that's different from the one on Raw. But, anyways, so I, many dance offs. I remember this gimmick on Raw. Yeah. Is my point. I barely remember it, though. I mainly remember her reinvented heel gimmick that she had. When she came back to NXT, and it was like 2015, 2016. Black gloves and sunglasses? Yes, that's the one I'm thinking of. It's kind of like a, a proto to Neil Dashwood. Yes, it maybe. was. Uh, and then similarities for sure. The only other thing I remember is the no Fiat experiment of... No Dashwoogie, though. <laughs> the only other thing I remember is the Fiat experiment of Emelina. Yes. <laughs> Wasn't that the one where she was debuting? Like, she was going to debut It was the one where they had, they had all the, the packages of... Right. And I'm going to be honest... Just in hindsight, do. I don't. <laughs> Fine, I'm, I'm gonna lie. <laughs> Which is the implication is I normally am lying, <laughs> no. but right now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I just from when I remember those packages, I don't know what the actual gimmick was because it was like she was just like really like beautiful in those. <laughs> not saying she's ugly normally, right? But like she was like they made her look like the extra yes. beautiful or whatever, and she had like the big like the like the summer dress kind of thing or yeah. whatever. Um, shout out to July Talk, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, you know what I mean? Check I, just, out. I don't know what that was going for. Right? It was just like some pretty good thing. And then she came out and she was like, something, it's like this, this is the start of Emelina. Mm-hmm. And then it never or, started. And it was the end of it. And then she just went and, but then she's like, she said something and she's like, I'm going back to Emma. And then she that just walked back. It was so weird. I don't know if like that was always the plan or like, I don't, I doubt if they, it. it's still I doubt stupid it. either way. They though. change things on the um, fly. Paige has her theme, like, much like the Ascension, she has the theme I associate her with. Mm-hmm. And um, I always really liked it. I thought it fits her, it fit her decently. Yep. And I, I always, it's one of those themes I would always recognize yep. if they played it. And um, I like it better than whatever, like, because I think when she, Soraya can't, or Soraya, <laughs> whatever. Anyways, Soraya's a, I bumped it, my bad. It's okay. Um, Soraya's AW theme, it's some real song, and I don't like it. Uh, it's just I don't I don't like it. But anyways, okay. I like this theme. It's nice. So Emma, but, along the way to this too, had to defend her number one contender against Natalia. I found it. Oh, that's big sucks. win there. Um, and the amount that the word divas gets used is really weird now. It's just like yeah, I'm really happy they got away from that. Me too. It's just not just obviously the treatment of the women is first and foremost, but just the it just sounds weird, right? It's just I didn't like. I, it. I always like I think knockouts is a far better version of like but I, trying to use a different word. Yes. Of because knockouts it doesn't knockouts would have a similar meaning. Yes. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Knockout know. means like a really attractive woman. From but back in it the day. also sounds cool. Like because a knockout awesome is a, Kong it's a double be entendre. Knock, exactly. Yes. So it's cool. That's why it's good because divas just sounds 
condescending or Correct. whatever, right? Just well, and that bad. was indicative of a time where they were just grabbing models, right? Fitness models, brown panties matches, right? Uh, Lumberjill snowbody match or whatever. Like I'm, yeah, like there's a bunch of or like the days where Harvey Whippleman was champion. Or... But anyways, Paige is the anti diva, and she yeah. is wrestling here. Let's get back on the rails here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm annoyed almost immediately, right? Because she sticks her tongue out. Although I didn't see any more. The one thing, thing I remember became doing. sticking her tongue out, and it drove me crazy. I remember you saying that, yeah. But I think I remember the one thing she did too was um. So it's the thing and it happened in the match, and I don't know if you'll talk about. It, so I'll just talk about it. Yeah. But It was the thing where so Emma's like in the ropes and she's like leaning over the middle rope, right? And then Paige's the repeated kneeless, and I'm like, she's gonna shriek, and then she did it because mm-hmm. that was she like did. one of her things. She always did like that weird scream, which again, I'm not gonna replicate. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. And she always stuck her tongue out. So it's like the it, those are the things she did. So a bit of awkward fighting to start out, and then a kick to the midsection like from that, Paige. I didn't think that great. that felt divas to me. Like it was like yeah. a lot of the hair pulling. It was just like like when like, they in ECW when they used to like roll just roll back and forth on the ground whenever the women like Don exactly. Marie would fight and stuff. Exactly. That's yeah. just like a thing where like they in like the gravy match they'd be like you know yeah. like something like that. it feels like it's just like. It's like one of those things you do when they brawl in the matches where, like, you do, like, the take down the ground pounding, you repeat the reverse. It's like if you take one of those sequences and take out the strikes. Yeah, exactly. They're just rolling around. Yeah, and I just, that kind of thing irks me because it's just, like, it feels divas here. This match, not to spoil my opinion too much, it feels like it was caught in the middle of women's wrestling and divas. You know what I mean? I thought there, yeah. There's, There's elements of both. Yep. We get a slingshot attempt by Emma, but Paige kind of sits down on it for a pinfall attempt. Drop kick by Paige and a body slam. Then we get another chin lock, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and dueling crowd chants. But the chin lock goes on so long that the chants die out. And then they try to start them again. Uh, back elbows in the corner by Paige. A la, I think Nash used to do these elbows. Where you just kind of back into them and repeatedly elbow to each side. Oh, Ke- Kevin Nash from the, the pre-show? From the pre-show. It's an homage <laughs> That's to That's why he was there. Yeah. He must have produced this match. He might have. The ring general he is. Uh, Emma trips Paige, goes for the Emma sandwich, which is the uh, running crossbody to a seated opponent in the corner. Speaking of running crossbody, Paige fights it off. I remember, and, and, and also in NXT, Killian Dane uh, made that cool, nice. which is dumb. Wasn't it the Divide? Yeah. Which is a which cool is, name. That's such a good name. Yeah. It's dumb because it's just a running crossbody. But remember in that ladder match good. that I love... Oh my god, I cannot wait till we get to that ladder match. The North American one. Oh yeah. You know, the one that Adam Cole won. Yep. Oh my I was so happy when he won because I didn't think he would actually win. It was one of those things where you think he's gonna win, but you you don't think he's gonna win. <laughs> Anyways, they made a big deal about Lars Sullivan catching him. Oh yeah, yeah. Lars Sullivan. Anyways, back um, to this. This is the part where we get the repeated knees to um Emma kind of leaning through the ropes to the apron and then the shrieking from Paige. <laughs> Which I called it. I knew it. Emma hits something I missed because I'm a professional on the apron <laughs> and brings Paige back in the ring. I do that count. too, to be fair. But when when I take notes, we have the luxury of rewinding. And so we, to, to be fair I was to too you, lazy to get up and touch the iPad. Yeah, that that's that's not again, entirely your due fault. Due to the way WWE Network operates in our country, they should much like, frustration doing this. It should be a thing that's on Apple TV. Yes. Or like, you know what I mean? You like know how they it's like should have. They did. They had an app. They before, did, but it but did, it, it was work it was faulty. Yeah. And now it's. Anyways, it's ridiculous. or like you know how Disney Plus used to be only on the Apple TV, but now it's like in the cable thing. Yeah, this should be like because it's basically a WWE Netflix, right? So it should be one of the options there. It should be easier than it is because we do, tell you as a we do have consumer. like some on demand options here, right? We or do on the sorry, on but the it's cable, but it's not up there, right? It's like there, we could actually. And once I've watched get, most of them because I've there were a lot of them are once old we WCW. get to certain takeovers, they are on there. I think the pre, yeah. the the or sorry the post or during pandemic ones yeah 
But that's it. Maybe Toronto too. Oh, that'll be fun to watch because we went there. It will be. Cool. I was there. Uh, we get the dilemma in the ropes. Was that the tarantula-ish thing? Oh, that's a funny name. The dilemma, and that, that's, that's part the... of her gimmick too is as many Emmas as possible, right? That I I would have liked that better if it was the heel gimmick that she did, like the sunglasses better. But I like the, the that's a good name. I... Uh, then she successful Emma sandwiched the page for a two count. I missed that. Then Emma has wrist control for a while here with a couple of different submissions. Of... I thought it was funny. Byron Saxon called her a submission specialist. And there's a bit of downtime here as this is happening again. Stomps and boots and choke, uh, boot choke. Sorry, by Emma. Emma goes up top. Page joins her. Some talk of a superplex happening, but it looks kind of like there's a sunset flip. Uh, palm, but Emma flips out of that. Carries Page to the center of the ring and actually hits a really. Nice sit-out powerbomb. And remember the crowd were chanting? I went and looked it up. They were chanting better than Batista. Because I told you I could hear Batista, but I didn't know what the rest was. Nice. Uh, punch, clothesline, and a kick before the page turner. But Emma manages to kick out. Page can't believe it. There are this is awesome chants. Not sure. I wish I she hit a, the, a rampage. That was an awesome move. I do like the so, rampage. Like the cradle DDT. That However, move was sweet, okay? Instead, to give Paige credit, we get a sick-looking what... I do remember. This is the one thing I remember Regal from Regal calls it a scorpion cross lock, but I think that was just the leg part. And then she does like a double underhook. Yeah, so she has like... it's. I think the way it's first set up is if anyone can remember the edu the educator submission, mm -hmm. um, which I hate that. that. That move looks dumb. It's like basically in a sharpshooter where you're facing... That you're yeah. um but this is better because yeah she like gets um both arms behind her like kind of a butterfly grip mm -hmm. and lifts her up so she's like completely like off the mat and all of her limbs are like tied up it's really cool like, i forget what she calls it but emma I'm has to see. emma has to tap out on her thigh right because she doesn't even really have her arm free which i think is always cool um and then uh so Paige obviously retains they actually hug because they are kind of both baby faces here Paige's music plays. Paige holds up the oh, title. Apparently, the name for this is bad. As Emma goes up the ramp. Um, like, inappropriate what? bad? No, but apparently, it's just like, I'm looking. What's it called? Oh, there's a video, and it's on a. God damn it. Okay, I'm going to keep looking because it's like some. I'll listen to this article. I can't listen to it right now. This is, this is bull. Okay, okay. I'm going to figure it out. What did you think of this match, anyways? Uh, what is it? God. Who cares? I care. Because um, Paige Turner's funny, and Rampage is also funny. Okay. What did you think of this match, man? We're already um, at an hour here. I really liked her. Oh, nice. Um, I really liked her submission, though. That was really cool. The, that it was, was nice very cool looking. Um, this is okay as well. Uh, there were a couple decent spots, but it was kind of iffy at the beginning and went a little wrestled heavy. It was, like like I said, kind of caught in the middle of the Divas transition into the women. So mm -hmm. I think it, it was solid um, How many for the stars? time. But two point two and a quarter. Okay. Wow. You were lower than I. I... I I gave it three and a quarter. I thought it was fine. There was some... There two, was two and a half. I'll go two and a half. There was some good stuff, uh, some interesting stretches, but also some slow stretches with some rest holds and things. I thought the finishing submission, super cool. Not sure I've seen anyone else do it. Um, bit of an awkward babyface, babyface dynamic, right? Kind of the opposite of the great dynamic we had in the opener with your heel and babyface. But the crowd still tried um, to stay engaged. I feel like some of this match was filler to... It felt like they're like, listen we want you to go 15 minutes and they had to like put some filler in to yeah. get there like 13 almost 15 i don't think it was a bad match but i didn't think it was anything to get excited about i gave it three and wikipedia a says 12.54 or 12 seconds yeah. five, 54 seconds sorry. so i gave it three and a quarter stars and on cage match it was they're pretty close they're a little lower than me that 6.42 was the average there so like fine nothing crazy like it wasn't bad um but nothing amazing either
Then we get a pack. Sorry, Neville, which was hard for me to well, type Neville. Adrian Neville. Because pack is so easy to type, and that's who he is to me. But uh, So we get a package on Adrian Neville. Uh, he flies around a lot. I he, wish King of the Cruisers was in NXT because then we could watch that. Then we get uh, another cut to the crowd where we see good old Pat Patterson and Dusty Rhodes rest in peace. Shown sitting there. They're both dead, right? Uh, I know Dusty is. Dusty is for sure. Pat I, Patterson? I I feel like that happened not think that long he ago. Is. I don't think it's crazy long. Um, just 2020, yeah. yeah. Okay. And our next match is going to be Xavier Woods, which it's really weird to see him non-New Day and as a Funkadactyl. Afro goatee. Yeah, he's got uh, a <laughs> Bros Clay's theme. Exactly. I, I do remember that because I remember he was in 2K15 with this gimmick. Yeah. So it's really weird. And he had it for the main roster in a bit. He teamed with R-Truth. I think Big E's the only member of the New Day not to team with R-Truth at one point. Um, but yeah, it's really weird. I don't know why i think they just thought they could reuse that theme i guess i know that's not the first time they've done something like that but it's just really weird so he's taking on tyler breeze i actually remember watching xavier woods in impact he was consequences, consequences creed, creed and, and he was like a almost like um the rocky creed guy gimmick with the whole american tights and stuff mm -hmm. like that i thought it was also weird breeze didn't have his his uh mm, gorgeous theme that i would associate with him and so yeah, Breeze was such a fun part of NXT, um, and you kind of knew the the act would never be a big deal on main roster, but you just kind of, it's one of those you embrace it as your own, right? And you just kind of have fun with a really silly character that he's doing a really good job of presenting, right? Yeah, so you just it definitely had potential. Have fun with it. Um, so Phillips, at the beginning of this, goes over many of Tyler Breeze's nicknames. I didn't get all of them. But like Prince, Prince Pretty, um, Salt in the Selfies, which right. I really liked. Um, and it point he goes out of his way to say that uh, Breeze told him that his boots are, it's alpaca fur, on his boots and something else too. I forget what it was. We get Breeze's gorgeous chance right away, and then this match never happens because Alexander Rusev, which you laughed because I think maybe you forgot he had a first name I that one. I remember. Point. It's just it's weird because it's so I don't often like name changes, but I think shortening that is a. I don't Good mind move. that either. I think that's that is a totally appropriate one. I also thought it was weirder because I associate Alexander Rusev with when he was like kind of like the savage look where he had like the burlap looking yeah. thing and like the brown. You know what I mean? Yes. This like, is after that he started to wear like this gear is, now. This is yeah. This is like main roster Rusev yes, as, as I Lana. would call it, right? Yeah, yeah, with Lana. Yeah. Um. So it's weird. He's still Alexander Rusev, but he's got like that polished look that he you does. would associate with him. So which I thought was a big improvement because it was almost yeah. like he was wearing like Taz gear with the the old. He was the, the Tasmanian. He was the Tasmanian. Yeah. Um, so or it's like proto Maga or something. His ma the match is about to start. Rusev comes out. He basically kills both of them, right? Uh, and it ends up with Woods taking an accolade as Lana then takes the mic and puts Rus Rusev over as a super athlete. And so I remember and the this, crowd chants USA as they're trained to do. It, when it, any I remember this, but this gimmick. Um, but it's also it. so weird because, like. Lana dropped the Russian accent towards the end of her she run, I think. And I forgot did. she's not Russian. Uh, I forgot that she did this. And I have a weird. Rusev Day t-shirt upstairs, right? Oh, yeah. I forgot you have that. I thought this made him look good. It's just, unfortunately, at the expense of Breeze and especially Woods taking the accolade there. But Well, I would say especially Breeze because he definitely had more potential at this point. I forgot that Lana was with 
Rusev in Impact at all. I thought she was a in main Impact. Or sorry, in uh, NXT. Oh, I, yeah. I thought she was a main roster addition. She was even with him. Like she started being with him when he was in the Tasmaniac era or whatever. Right. He, he, she was actually been they, with him for a while. They were a great combination, man. They yeah. were a really good act. Mm -hmm. And he got himself over, and he got punished for that. I think it's in two K fifteen. Right? They actually have like an entrance with her doing an intro or something. Yeah, she or was good. Fifteen or sixteen. It's weird that I remember it because I think when I started watching, uh, he was still in the League of Nations. Right. Uh, so then we get a that non-match is over and we move on. So it's a hype package for the first ever NXT ladder match that will be our main event. And basically Neville talks about never being in a ladder match before. He's always been focused on technique. Bo Dallas has never been in one either, but he's sure he'll win. Uh, Neville's been pack again, I wrote. <laughs> Even put main event, pack versus Bo Dallas. He's been studying, and this is the biggest match of his Taylor life. Taylor Rotunda. So this is our main event. It is Neville taking on Bo Dallas. Again, there is quite a bit of history between these two. Did you want to summarize that for us? Um, okay. Neville beat Sami Zayn to win a title shot on the November 27, 2013 episode. He faced Dallas for the title the next week, but only won by countout. Uh, he got a Lumberjack rematch uh, two weeks later, but he lost when one of the Lumberjacks, that being Tyler Breeze, interfered. Right. I had that as well. Uh, Neville got his title shot when Dallas failed to win in a beat the clock challenge, and Triple H made a ladder match on February 5th. Mm hmm. That is correct. So, again, this has been effectively kind of like Neville chasing the title since late November to mid February, right? So, that's. Uh, yeah, I like that there's more of a story to this than I was aware of. Yeah, that's right. Cool. I, I didn't know that there was that much. So, before the match takes place, we get Shawn Michaels coming out. He's carrying the NXT championship. And it's funny because I say, thanks for getting dressed up, Shawn, because he's in. Cowboy boots, uh, like old jeans, an ill-fitting shirt, and like a scruffy old baseball cap, right? And he then... Classic Sean gear. <clears throat> excuse me. In his promo, he admits it, basically, right? Like he violates dress code or whatever. So I really dislike this. He rambled on. Like, I didn't even say anything about it. It sounded... He sounded like a guy who was just like, I'll just go out there and wing it. It'll be fine. And then he admits the crowd is throwing him off and that he's got certain things he's supposed to say. Isn't he, and, like, supposed to be good at this? And then it's like he's running out of time and he refocuses, but he barely talks about anything related to the match. He talks about himself, promotes his DVD, right? And then briefly talks about the competitors in the match. So this, to me, I thought he was awful. Uh, spent more time talking to himself. It felt like... And then there was a whole one more match, right? That's what threw him off. The crowd was chanting one more match when he came out, and then he felt like he Which had to address in that. Hindsight. In hindsight, pretty funny. Um, but it's like he knows he's untouchable, so if he meanders from the script and whatever, nothing's going to happen. Especially, so no especially real, now, yeah. There's no real pressure for him to like stay on task here. So we get a clean-shaven, really young Neville, right? Uh, in no, this. he's got a bit of a soul patch. Come and, on. Uh, oh, did he? And I like Bo Dallas's theme. I thought it suits uh, what he's trying to do here. I miss like his the main roster Bo Dallas theme. Like it's kind of like, it's like uh, I don't know. How this to one sounded a bit it, retro. Like, you would remember it um, if I heard it. I'm it's sure. It's like it's okay, I'll find it. Head, I'll find it after. But yeah. it's I, I I remember it. Um. So Pac is in control. Oh, Neville, sorry, is in control early. Adrian. We get a missile drop kick, and he goes right up top. But Bo Dallas, uh, being the clever heel he is, rolls out to the floor to stop that momentum. So then opportunist, opportunistic Bo Dallas takes control as he re-enters the ring, stomps and punches Neville. We get a ripcord back elbows by Bo Dallas that I thought were simple but looked pretty good. And he maintains wrist control. Ripcord clothesline that turns Neville inside out as Bo Dallas is kind of keeping the pace slow, mm. which makes sense too, right? Neville wants to go as fast mm. as he can and fly around. So you got to try and ground him and slow the pace down. 
Neville gets hung up in the ropes by his left knee, right? You like that little spot? That was cool, yeah. Dallas goes to get a ladder, and uh, what does that say? Oh, Neville hits a basement drop kick, sends the ladder into Bo Dallas's midsection, and then Neville leaps over the top onto Bo Dallas on the floor. <clears throat> Neville gets sent back first into the ring steps, and Bo follows up with a series of strikes. Dallas gets another ladder and tries to ram Neville, but misses, and that ladder, ladder I think, goes sliding into the ring. Neville backdrops, he ducks something, backdrops Dallas onto the ramp, heads to the ring to set up a ladder for the first time in the match. Neville climbs almost to the top, and Dallas, uh, kind of out of nowhere, throws a ladder at him. Uh, the, the camera work. It, it looks really there. good. There Just this nice, ladder yeah. out of nowhere kind of flattens Neville. Yeah, it that was good. nice camera work. We get a ladder driven into Neville's midsection. I think he was in the corner. And then Dallas pins Neville under a ladder. Oh, no, he's lying on the mat for that one. Because then he, he pins him under the ladder and starts to climb it. Pac tips the ladder. I, I think, think that's using a his, cool spot. I think he used his legs, right, to he tip the ladder yeah, over. Yeah, to give an assist there. Bo falls onto the ropes. Neville sets up a ladder of his own and climbs again. But Bo Dallas knocks that one over as well. Then there's a bit of a tug of war with the ladder. Never get, Neville sorry, gets driven into the corner. Neville flips onto his feet after being pulled off the ropes and then quickly hits a tornado DDT, apparently, I think, using the ladder that was wedged in the corner yeah, to sort yeah. of push off of for the tornado. Then they end up cracking heads and fall over, and the ladder falls right on top of Neville, right? Which I don't think they planned, but I thought that looked cool, worked huh? out well, for sure. Both are down. We then get repeated corner clotheslines by Bo Dallas. Neville, uh, Neville avoids a bow dog onto a ladder, shoves Dallas into a corner where there's a ladder for him to run into. Both get to the top of the ladder. Both kind of uh, come down together now. We get a head kick by Neville. He goes back up top, but is pushed off. And he lands really hard on the apron and then kind of bounces down to the floor. Bo smiles at him, heads to the ladder, slowly climbs up. And this was really cool. So Bo's really, really struggling. He's still not really getting up the ladder at all. There's a big span of ladder mm -hmm. at, uh, above his head that Neville just leaps out of nowhere to sort of cut in line and on front of Dallas on this ladder. Really cool. Nailed it, right? Like, landed perfectly. Oh, yeah. Then it's a bit of a battle on the ladder. Leads to a Dallas powerbomb, sending Neville into a ladder in the corner. Uh, Bo Dallas is slammed onto a closed ladder, and he kind of stays there. Neville goes up top. Probably the most memorable spot of the match was a code, or sorry, a red arrow, right? To Dallas lying on the ladder. The crowd's... Got to love a good old red arrow. It looked great. The crowd chants NXT. Bo Dallas rolls to the floor. Neville gets a ladder and climbs. Dallas kind of races out, makes it to the bottom of the ladder, but it's too late. Adrian Neville grabs the NXT title, becomes NXT champion in what ended up being a 16-minute ladder match. What did you think? Um, let me find it. Uh, I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, for two guys who probably haven't done a ladder match before, I thought they did a pretty good job. For sure. It was a little slow in the early going for me, but we had some solid spots here and there. It's definitely a little bit of an unpolished ladder match just because, obviously, like, they're not super experienced in it, but I thought it was pretty good. The red arrow on the ladder was always a highlight for me. Not much else stood out a ton. Um, again, another main event, or sorry, not main, main event, main roster contrast. It was inter interesting to see... Uh, Bo Dallas is more than a uh, jobber comedy fodder. Yep, for sure. uh, Neville's also weird in contrast to the King of Cruiserweights uh, or Modern Day Pack. Uh, saw a lot of match, but not the most exciting one you'll see. But However, I think it was good. I'd, I'd give it like three, three and a quarter. Nice. Um, I thought this was a good ladder match. Never seemed to really push the envelope Exactly. Too far, That's what right? I was kind of thinking. Um, there weren't the typical brutal, brutal spots associated with ladder matches. Um, right. I mean, understandably. Neither like, one had been say, in yeah. one before, so that's fine. I think they did a good job. Uh, again, I like Dallas trying to like slow the pace because that's in his best interest. 
And then, I, again, I, I agree. Uh, other than the red arrow on the ladder, there wasn't anything super memorable. But I thought it was an enjoyable match and really nice to see Neville. Because I'm sure at the time I was like, that guy's never getting it because he's too small. And NXT didn't really care about that. But I didn't know that at the time, right? Yeah. Like, we came to know that they're not worried about size, which is one of my favorite things about NXT, which is why you get so many talented mm -hmm. wrestlers. Because you're not like, you don't have to be 6'4 and 250. They're right? not going to make you be a manager. It doesn't matter. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a good match. Still um, pales in comparison to the opener, yeah. I would say, which was fantastic. So, and overall, I thought this was a two-match show for me, especially the opener was by far match of the night. Truly, I think a match worth tracking down and seeing if you haven't or if you kind of forget. If it's been a while since you've seen it, it's fantastic. The main event was very good, but not exceptional. And then in between, I thought we got... A solid, at best, women's match, a basic tag match, a bad Mojo Rawley win, and a non-match with an angle to build Rusev, right? So, mm -hmm. still, easy to watch. It came in at under two hours. <clears throat> I wouldn't say it was great. I'm interested to see where NXT goes from here, because, again, I kind of forget everything. I was watching all of this at the time. I haven't seen any of this. So. Um, I gave this show a C+. Um, but I imagine at the time, with the excitement of like the network and the hype surrounding kind of NXT increased in vi uh, visibility, I probably liked it more then. Uh, and the opener is enough to pass this show on its own, right? So I wish I could remember more, but I'm pretty sure um, I liked it back then. And I still thought it was a fine show. Nothing yeah. spectacular, but solid. Um, for NXT's first PLE or pay-per-view, I think it's a solid start. It's, a, it's more of a preview of what's to come, I think, but it's not amazing yet. I think it had some makings of a takeover show, some qualities there, but not quite at that level yet. So thankfully, it's not a takeover in name. No, it's um, not at that level. Things like sure. Raleigh versus Parker, the Breeze Woods thing wouldn't cut it on one of the later takeovers. Um, even the earlier takeovers that are only in full sale, uh, that they probably wouldn't cut it either. I would imagine they get better. Um, the opener was fantastic. That would be a solid addition to any takeover card. Uh, Riley Parker was mediocre TV fodder at best. Tag title match was basic nostalgia, but also TV fair at best, other than too cool, obviously. Uh, women's title match was pretty okay, but still reminiscent of the Divas era, which isn't a compliment. Woods and Breeze never got going as it was just a bit for Rusev, which was at least solid, but not a match. Uh, then I thought the main event was pretty good, not perfect, um, but a good develop de developmental brand match all around, like did good for both of them uh it's not a perfect start to nxt but i think it's all for what it is um i was gonna go like a low b minus but i feel like c plus is more apropos not quite a b yeah so <laughs> i will go that but it's it's good for what it is yep um but it's not an amazing show but i didn't expect it either we're not quite at takeover yet we are not um awesome so i had i enjoyed watching this it was nice to go back because i don't remember a lot of it so the last thing I wanted to do... I don't do know why, but I knew CJ Parker was on the show. ...was I did quickly look and see what we're going to get on the next episode of NXT. So to preview, I won't give you any spoilers because I didn't want them either. But we're going to get... I forgot this. Did you know who this is? Adrian Neville. I know you know who that is. Who's that? We'll take on Camacho. <laughs> you know who Camacho and... Tangaloa. Yes, correct. Um, we're going to get Charlotte versus Emma. Okay, so Charlotte wrestles. Nice. And if this is right where I got it from, Corey Graves is going to have two matches. Corey Graves is going to take on Yoshi, Yoshi Tatsu. Yeah, he's not dead yet. Adam Rose, Wesley Blake. Okay, okay. Sure. Uh, and Sami Zayn and Corey Graves. So Graves pulling double duty. Why? Have you ever seen Graves wrestle? No. Interesting. I, okay. I know he does, obviously. But... I felt like his look, he was going for like a modern CM Punk kind of deal. But anyway, he had a cool look. And he was oh, decent. to be modern He was CM in a tag Punk. team with Neville, right? I know They that, were tag yeah. champs, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways. So I don't know. I, I had a good time watching this. I look forward yep. to doing another one. And we'll see um, 
if we continue this little setup we've got going here for the first time ever did you want to say anything about it perhaps in case know. we didn't do it in case it doesn't show I don't up know. but this may show up for the first time in video format right so mm -hmm. we'll see i'm videotaping it we'll see if we like how it looks and sounds we may start posting stuff like that but anyways anything else you wanted to add before we go i want to see adam cole well we'll get to that point <laughs> So this will was likely, um, yeah. if you listen to this, was probably a fill-in for episode 162, which I think will return back. I don't think I'll call that this, so we'll return to our regularly scheduled program. We'll get 162 on Unless I do something sort. extra and add Unless it you do a supplement. Right, which I'm not sure I will. But whatever it is, you're still getting content put out on a Saturday by us, as you have for the last three years. So we hope you enjoyed this. We'd love to hear any feedback if you think that this was a good idea to do. If there's anything you're looking forward to in the run of NXT we're entering here, tell us what were some of your favorite memories of NXT, what you didn't like, um, so we know what to expect. If you want to watch the episode in anticipation. Right. Yep. Although, that might be dumb considering I don't know when the next one is, but hopefully soon. Yep, We'll uh, whenever we have some free time, we'll get around to this. It's just kind of bonus content. Again, we never ask for any money. We don't have ads. We don't have anything, so... We, when we get around to doing this, the weekly, the flagship show you can count on, and these will mm -hmm. kind of be sporadic whenever we feel get time yep. to do it's it. It's probably our first um, It'll be fun, though. sub series. Yep. So, uh, thanks for joining us. We hope you liked episode one of this foray into some the good gold era of NXT. Uh, we look forward to seeing you back for the next uh, installment of this whenever it comes out. And until then, everybody, take care. <laughs>